0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Do We Know Them? That's right, we're, what is this, episode four? Episode four. Look at us. I want to be like, we
1: made it to double digits, but it's not. No, it's not even close. It's just four, that's actually not that impressive, but like, I'm proud of us. I am
0: too. Oh, I'm Jesse Smiles, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm Lily Marston. No.
0: Hi. Yeah. Hi.
1: Welcome to our podcast where um we discuss internet drama and also weigh in with our personal insight that we might have because we have been on the interwebs
0: for quite some time now. Yep. And you guys seem to be liking the show. Some of you, not so much. We'll get into that. Oh, we will get into that. This episode is going to be yet another random one. We are going to talk about some internet happenings because some things went down, but nothing crazy. I feel like... It's been like a couple slow news weeks. We're perfectly happy talking about the mundane shit of the internet, and that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about Pink Sauce Lady. Lily has no clue what that means. I just keep seeing people talk about pink sauce, and I'm so confused, and Jessie's going to explain everything to me. Of course, I know all about it and um, we're going to be reading some hate comments. We're going to be talking about them or I don't know if we could classify them as hate comments, just some negative comments, some strongly worded comments.
1: I wouldn't say they're constructive criticism. No,
0: they're not. They're just They're just mean. So yeah, we're going to do that and then maybe talk about some things at the end.
1: Honestly, our last two topics uh, are possibly going to be Ace Family again, which it feels like we're kind of like going
0: too hard on the Ace Family, but they just do
1: a lot of things and
0: we have a lot to say. Let's begin with the pink sauce. I want to start, you know, a little bit more lighthearted and then we can get into the just the crippling criticism that keeps us up at night (laughs) so pink sauce how many of you guys have seen what is going down on tiktok with the pink sauce lily texted me she's like what is this pink sauce thing people are wanting us to talk about it i had forgotten about it because like i see it happening on tiktok but never on like it never occurred to me that we would even think about talking about this let's just jump to the beginning of it which is there is this chef her name is chef P. Chef Pie. I don't know how you pronounce her name. She's on TikTok. She's a chef. I don't know if she's a professional chef, if she just calls herself chef. Technically, anyone could do that, right? You don't need like a degree.
1: I don't know if there's a certification
0: for becoming a chef. but I, I don't think so. But um, she started showing that she uses this pink sauce. She showed herself using it on like fried chicken and like putting it on all sorts of dishes. And it was just a pink sauce, which caught people's attention. And she's like, I'm going to start selling this shit. So she started selling this pink sauce.
1: Quick question. Are we not referring... Like- Pink sauce is a
0: pasta sauce. No, 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 honey. We're not talking vodka sauce. We're talking like pink ranch.
1: See, that's I think where I've been the most confused because everyone's just saying pink sauce, but I'm like, that's not that doesn't
0: sound like that's so funny because pink sauce is the incorrect way to say vodka sauce. That is how I also refer to it sometimes like Olive Garden. So it's not that type of pink sauce. From what I understand, it's like a healthy ranch, right? So what makes it pink is dragon fruit. Spoiler alert. What? I know, right? See, that's what got people real intrigued. Oh, how full circle. Right. Oh, that's. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh.
1: That doesn't look like something I'd want to
0: eat. So then she started selling this. From what I understand, this all started going down late June. I want to say is when she started, like, it started getting, you know, hyped up on TikTok. So she started selling them. And that's where everything went to shit. People were saying it tastes like a sweet ranch. Like that was the vibe that it was giving. But the real issue began when people started noticing that the labels were all fucked up. So the nutrition facts were all messed up. So there was multiple things wrong with it. But the main thing was that the serving size was 444 servings. Which would have like calculated to like the bottles like 14,000 calories. Which is not at all true so that was like a big thing because once you mess up the nutrition facts nothing on it is like you know safe essentially
1: question that i don't know if you know the answer to um and i definitely don't which is why i'm asking it uh could i just start making something and sell? like can you just sell food
0: no (laughs) (laughs) you cannot and it's dangerous okay that's the other issue right so then people started noticing the issue with the label and that's where it all started It was like outed as quite the not so legit operation. And then people started second guessing what the actual ingredients were because so-called dressing connoisseurs were noticing that when she was making that pink sauce like on camera, it looked like she was using something mayo-y because most sauces are mayo-based and they're like, most sauces are like aioli's. That makes so much sense because I'm not a sauce person and I hate mayonnaise. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry, side note. I've never understood people who are not sauce people like do you just enjoy dryness no 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 like I wish there I just don't like the taste of any of the sauces I I, like I love ketchup what are you a toddler yes I think we've been over this people started noticing when she's making it there's something mayo-y next to her but there's nothing mayo-y listed on the actual ingredients it was like sunflower oil dragon fruit some spices the
2: interesting thing about dressings that some people don't know if it's not a vinaigrette Mayo is probably the main ingredient. Now, that's a little bit different when you're talking about companies who have a ridiculous amount of preservatives. Just using this as a random example, Hellman's, their ranch does not technically use mayo, but it uses pretty much all of the ingredients that you would put in a mayo, with the exception of egg, which they have other things to thicken and bind in place of the egg, such as the cornstarch, xanthan gum. The reason that most dressings, non vinaigrette dressings, use either mayo or mustard is because it acts as a binding agent. A lot of times you get like a balsamic vinaigrette. If you let it just sit there, it's going to separate, which is what makes the texture of this sauce so weird. Now, you could point to the honey and say that that's the binding agent, but the thing is the pitaya is what gives it that color. Pitaya is just dragon fruit, even with the fact that it's like mostly water. If you were to use honey as your binding agent and just honey, it wouldn't be quite as dark as the fruit itself. Also, if you were using enough honey to actually bind the ingredients, it would be thicker than this. So I was thinking there has to be mayo, or at the very least mustard, in it. And then I came across this video, which you see something that looks an awful lot like mayo. And if you look at the ingredients list, there is nothing that looks like this listed here even if this is not mayo at the very least she is using something that's not here to give it that particular color inconsistency
0: so then people are like okay you're not listing the things you're actually using which is a serious issue for like allergies and could like kill people was she just marketing this on
1: tiktok how did this go viral enough that people were actually buying it
0: I showed up when the slander was present. Like, I did not show up when the hype was, like, people were ordering. Like, I just showed up when everything went to shit. So I'm not really sure if there was ever a point where she was just getting, like, pure support. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if it was super good and people, like, it started getting hyped that way and that's why people were ordering it. Because otherwise, the last thing I would do would be scrolling through TikTok and see someone with, like, this is this sauce that I made. Like I would say that I wouldn't do that, but I've
0: actually... (laughs) i've ordered multiple food items from tiktok okay this is super embarrassing so one well it's not super embarrassing i was trying to support small businesses but there was this one guy from hawaii i don't want to get too specific but like he sold gummies that had this like red sauce on it that looked like almost like chamoy like if it was going to be like kind of you know spicy whatever i was like oh that's that's a vibe dude That shit was fucking disgusting. Like it was like, the gummies were so slimy and like, how can a gummy get like stale? I don't know, but it was disgusting. That was one time I ordered and the other time I did order from this like Mexican candy place, but she just makes them like in a bowl, like in her house and I bought it.
1: I'm sure that there are situations where that does work out and it's fine, but you don't know, like they don't have a health code thing that they're, they they don't have a rating. They're making it in their kitchen. Is she wearing gloves? Like, that seems super sketchy. But I think
0: they're allowed to... I could just make food and and sell it, I think. I don't...
1: I don't know. I could Google it, but I feel like that's going to take too long. Because it just feels like with packaging and, like, there's so many different... Things you have to, like, it's not just, and same with, like, where are you getting the ingredients? Where are you sourcing them? Are they all, like, there's so many factors that go into it. It feels like it couldn't be.
0: I guess if you want to be, like, government approved, you do have to follow the codes. Like, I know you have to have, like, a separate sink, like, two sinks, one for dishes, one for hands, like, things like that. She definitely doesn't follow any of that. Like, that's for sure. But she also... (laughs) Another issue people were noticing is that every time the sauce was shown, it was a different shade of pink. The recipe varies. Definitely varies. Like sometimes it was hot, hot pink, and sometimes it was very baby pink. And her excuse was like, it's just the lighting. Like you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Now the main issue with the mayo situation, that if it was a mayo-based sauce, if she's making a mayo-based sauce in her kitchen and from her ingredient list not putting any like preservatives the issue was that she wasn't like she wasn't shipping it refrigerated that was like another big issue where it's like she's shipping it in this hot ass weather where it's hot as balls everywhere and not just like normal hot it's like out of control hot so she's shipping it and then someone the other day had it in their fridge and their bottle was like swollen
2: We have the pink sauce. It is cold, so it's cold. Okay, y'all starting to scare me now. Do you see how bloated that bottle is? Why is it bloated? That comes from a build up of bacteria that has created a gas due to lack of refrigeration.
0: Anyway, fast forward, she finally apologized for the label. That's what she apologized for. She said, you know... I'm just a human and this label thing is, it was just a human error and we put 444 servings because the bottle's 444 grams. And so it was just like a mistyping and that was our mistake and we fixed it now and nobody's getting those labels anymore. Okay, so she did apologize for
1: that but not the ingredients. Mm, So if we think that there's like mayonnaise in it, not only are you not Uh, marketing the ingredients properly, but you're also
0: marketing it as like a healthy thing, but it's mayonnaise. That's what people say because again, that's what the dressing connoisseurs of TikTok we say. We need like a scientist
1: to like yeah. go in and like t- t- dissect it and
0: do some yeah. tests. But it does make sense because people that have tried it, oh, by the way, this is a side note, it's so fucking watery. I'm gonna show you guys videos of it. It's literally, Lily, like the bottle, like you barely open it, it's just dripping like water. I like, you it's were disgusting. Gonna say, I'm gonna show you guys and like go grab it. I'm like, of course you fucking ordered it. <laughs> Bitch, no, I did not order that. People are describing this sauce as a sweet ranch how can that not have mayo? Because according to the bottle, it would be more like a vinaigrette. Like it's like an oil with dragon fruit and that just equals vinaigrette to me.
1: I don't know much about sauce consistencies or ingredients so I don't know really how to weigh in there but it sounds sketchy.
0: Absolutely sketchy and when I saw those swollen bottles, I was like oh bitch.
1: So people had told us to talk about it. I had already passed it a bunch of times and was curious of what it was but forgot to look it up. Today I though scrolled past on Twitter, um, there was a live that she did someone was like the 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 pink sauce lady went live and i'm like what the fuck is this pink sauce what did she reveal in the live
0: i didn't see the live i only saw clips of it on tiktok of course and on the live she claimed that the fda showed up to her house i didn't actually see the clip of them showing up but she was showing their business card oh oh my god so then i'm getting ready to film this podcast and i'm scrolling and i see this man he faked his death and said the pink sauce like killed him I thought you were just moving on to a new topic. We're still on the pink sauce. We are on the pink sauce, honey. What?
3: So first and foremost, I wanna say sorry if I scared y'all. I mean, that was my intent, but like not like this. Second off, I want to say to Chef P, sorry if this scared you all or impacted your business in any way. That was never my intent, the opposite, actually. This was meant to be a full social experiment to see how quickly other people could spread misinformation. First and foremost, I want to go on record and say because people are saying that she wants to sue me um I have never tried pink sauce I have never bought pink sauce I am in no way affiliated with pink sauce even though I had sauce smeared on my face you can clearly tell that it's not pink sauce it's something else the second video which references the first video just says that I'm not feeling good and that I ate it when I say I ate the pink sauce it's not trademarked unfortunately so you don't know which pink sauce I am talking about I never said that I was dying I just said in loving memory yes that implies death and I understand that's wrong and a lot of y'all are probably like oh
0: my god how long before he revealed that he was alive well I didn't actually see the part where he was dead I just saw the part where he was explaining why he faked his death I think it was a couple days
1: specifically he claimed it was because of the pink sauce Yes. I'm dying to see what that post is because I don't need it. Would that be an easy thing to Google? Okay. Quick, really off topic question. Um, how, I mean, I have headphones plugged in right now, so it wouldn't be the case, but how is it, does anyone know that's listening or watching? How is it that like, we could be FaceTiming and I could play a video on my phone at like high volume and you won't be able to hear it at all. Like, not even like, oh, it's kind of fa-. No, you don't hear it at all. How? Do, how how Because the speakers are right next to the microphone. I don't know. That's a really It good blows question. my mind. Anyway.
0: <laughs> TikTok? Oh, by the way, speaking of TikTok, some of you have said that you've come to this podcast through TikTok. Can you please elaborate on that? We want to make a TikTok account. We just haven't gotten around to it. And then some of you are like, oh, we came here from TikTok. How? We haven't been tagged in I anything. I'm so confused.
1: What am I searching on TikTok?
0: You are searching pink swiss. Hopefully you can find... Someone pouring it because it's just like, what a. The thing is, too, it's not always like water. Sometimes it's yeah, thicker and sometimes it's this super one looks watery.
1: relatively, oh, it's pretty watery.
0: Does it look appealing to you?
1: I mean, I'm not a sauce person. <laughs> I'm not very saucy.
0: Like, is it giving when they came out with green and purple ketchup? Like intriguing, like, oh, I should try that.
1: Oh uh, wait, whoa. So first of all, why I just clicked on one that starts with it, it's on chicken, it looks like. And it is hot pink. Like pink in like did you know did you see that Toaster Strudel did the collab with Mean Girls um a couple years ago? I did a brand deal for it definitely like the not the best brand deal ever oh um and the frosting for it's uh it was like strawberry toaster pseudo, but then the frosting was pink this looks like the toaster pseudo frosting 100 but in, in the other one it looked like it was like ketchup and ranch mixed that looked more like standard like food this looks like it's like made to be a, a gimmick kind of thing okay wait but so then after it has the still of the chicken with the toaster strudel frosting then it shows she has two styrofoam cups and it looks like there's like dry ice coming out of them what i don't know but is that part of the uh production process because that is concerning
0: literally i don't even know because every time i see her she's got different ingredients next to her the sauce looks a different color does it look like a lighting shift to you the sauce change like the color no 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 me neither Looks like Pepto-Bismol. Like, it's, it doesn't look appealing to me at all.
1: It's hot pink here. And in the other ones, it's like, literally looks like Thousand Island.
0: Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Oh, yeah, no. And sometimes it's like vibrant hot pink. And then sometimes it's more of a pale pink.
0: What people were getting was very much muted baby pink. Like, it was not at all vibrant at all. And, of course, there's like filters and stuff that people use.
1: Even the one I'm watching now, it's like light pink. And very watery. Kind of looks like... um like melted yogurt maybe yes
0: yes that's exactly like it's just super watery it almost barely stays in the bottle like i don't know should we buy it (laughs) oh my god is it like sold out though at this point um you know what prob's not because it's viral, but in a bad way. But what if we get sick, hold on, let me see. Oh, and I think it's like $20 a bottle. Yep, $20, oh, she sold out. Okay, so it has sunflower seed oil, dragon fruit, honey, red chili, and garlic. Bullshit.
1: What's the base of it?
0: Exactly. It's like, it can't just be oil and dragon fruit. That's not going to be creamy like that. No, That's what the connoisseurs of dressings were saying. I'm telling you. You don't
1: need to be a connoisseur of dressing. You just need to have a brain. (laughs) It is watery in some of them. So it's like,
0: maybe those ones don't have much of a base. Even if it's watery and even in the ones it looks watery in, it still is like creamy like you know how like vinaigrettes are all like separated and you gotta like shake them up and stuff that's not how they're getting them it's like a creamy emulsified mixture which means that there's some like mayo shit going on or like at the very least milk or dairy or something in some way which needs to be refrigerated because there's no preservative and this
1: is just unreal when you look at the the color difference yeah i know it's not the same in any video at all oh my god okay is there more to this not really (laughs) that's where we're left at uh, wondering if she's gonna get arrested for something I don't know what I was expecting for this story but
0: she put out a video on YouTube let's clear some things up the pink sauce oh god oh my god okay so completely this is spark notes of her YouTube video we have not actually seen it but just reading through the comments I guess that she's saying that like this was like a prototype because someone put respectfully no the laws and regulations don't care about your prototype excuses
1: you don't get to be like this was a practice round it
0: doesn't count and then people are saying it's illegal to ship an unregulated homemade sauce across state lines you don't ship a prototype so yeah i guess she was saying that that was a prototype i don't feel like you
1: use the word prototype to describe food (laughs)
0: i know at all maybe a prototype could be like the bottle for the food right like it's It's like
1: a like a design thing like
0: yeah she says that the sauce is being made in an fda approved facility but she doesn't provide proof of that well this was you know a fun little deep dive into pink sauce world do you have any (laughs) do you have any thoughts on pink sauce i think i got all my questions answered
1: for what ones there are answers to
0: i'm actually curious to see if there is any legal fallout. I think that there's always talk about that when things like this happen. But do people fail to realize how fucking annoying it is to like sue someone? That's the thing. It's like, yes, legally, I'm sure she
1: is at fault and liable for a bunch of things. But is anyone going to go to the trouble to hold her accountable for those?
0: Like even if you got food poisoning from the pink sauce and you shit yourself for three days straight, not worth suing. I mean, I just think. If every single person sued somewhere
1: where they got food poisoning, we wouldn't have restaurants.
0: KFC gave me food poisoning I'll never forget it when I was like eight and I like was violently throwing up because of their boneless barbecue chicken. <gasps> And I couldn't eat it for years. Do you remember? This is so random. Do you remember when like all the celebrities were against KFC? No. Oh my God. It was like a huge thing. I carried the flyer like in the front of my binder and I didn't eat KFC for like a decade. Were they problematic? Well, it was like a video that came out where they were like stepping all over the chickens. Like they were like stomping on them. Like before they... Yeah, they were like alive.
1: Oh, got it. I was like not like the worker TikToks where it's like workers like spitting and things. Oh, (laughs) no, no,
0: no, no. It wasn't a sanitary issue. It was like abused chicken issue. Uh... Dude. I stood so hard for that cause. I swear. I was like, I will never eat fucking KFC again. You're like, now I have it every week. I don't know. I don't know what people expect to happen, but it's not going to happen. She is, at the end of the day, a small business owner. She's not going to have millions of dollars to like settle out of court. No, and I think someone that's showing this much
1: like uh, defensiveness and aggression up front isn't going to make it to a big enough place where someone is going to take that action i think
0: right you always find in situations like this especially if you're a small business not that the customer's always right because like i worked in retail bitch the customer like always wrong but like you have to have a good attitude when you're a small business because the second you turn people off like that you're done and you're not going to be able to grow like what's she going to come out with next people are just going to clown her ass like green sauce green sauce <laughs> that's been done we already talked about that but yeah that's the pink sauce fiasco let us know what you guys think about that in the comments oh wow and and if any of you have bought it yeah oh my god yes i doubt it i hope not for
1: your sake but like for our sake i would love to hear what it tasted like slash
0: what color it was. I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't sold out, I would have bought it just for the memes, like just to try it on the show. I can't believe people bought it for like just like the girl whose bottle was all swollen. It was like half gone. It's like, who the fuck is tearing up this pink sauce at home just because
1: on my channel uh if anyone is not subscribed which I probably you aren't but um I do a show occasionally called what's in store where I buy weird grocery store stuff and it's the stuff that you see and you're like who the hell would buy that I do (laughs) and then we try it and I feel like that is very much a lot of the time how cheat day was on clever and that's like literally the foundation of beauty break is just buying stuff to try it because you would never normally buy it
0: but not like unregulated shit like well i mean who the fuck was preparing our stuff on cheat day we actually
1: hired like professional chefs for that but they would do it like in the back no certification they prepared it uh, ahead of time and then they would just like heat it up which is why it was like cold most of the time anyway because we had like one
0: (laughs) oven and micro we didn't even have an oven it was like microwave you know someone asked me the other day can if i could please share the mac and cheese dip recipe that me and miriam tried and i'm like do you think i was fucking making those in the back I don't know how anything was made. It was kind of the best. Like you just show up and people would put things in front of you and you just eat them. That was oh, I, I
1: absolutely hated it so
0: much. Did you? Oh, well, you were so picky
1: well I'm picky so I never liked any of it And also I'm not like someone that's gonna like snack all day either and I would have to film like three or four episodes in a day there were so many times I went home and didn't like throw up but like literally would just like lay on the couch being like oh I'm gonna die same anyway well, so speaking of all that um, I have seen a few requests in the comments for us to basically give the origin of our friendship because come to find not everyone knows and then I thought about it more and I was like oh I guess our friendship hasn't really been that much online it's been mostly offline obviously
0: for people to know they probably would have had to have been around from like the get go so me and lily met because i was on cheat day that's how we met no it is not no it's
1: not what it was like way back it was must have been when beauty break like first beauty break was the show on clever that i hosted so we <laughs> I'm like how do I
0: are you gonna name drop now I know what you're gonna say I I feel like I have to (laughs) yeah
1: okay just go for it okay so basically Megan Rinks and I uh, Megan was the other host on Beauty Break one of the other hosts Megan and I had made friends with a girl named Marissa Callahan who if any of you are big Demi Lovato stands, you might recognize that name it was her best friend like from Texas like childhood best friend and I don't even remember how Megan and I met her. I think it was like she followed Megan on Twitter and it was like she was visiting LA one time and we got brunch and then she would come out and visit a lot and I don't know, we started hanging out. So then because of the Demi Lovato connection and we were just with her a lot, we were like, oh, what's like a way we could have her on Beauty Break? That would be fun. So she comes on and we try a bunch of Demi Lovato skincare stuff. But I guess right before she comes on, she is talking to Jesse
0: for some reason. Which, if you
1: want to... I don't remember.
0: Jesse used to be, like, kind of friends with Demi Lovato. I don't even think I met Marissa through Demi. Like, Demi's sister follows me on Twitter. And Marissa, I think, also just happened to follow me because I definitely didn't meet them through Demi.
1: I don't know. One thing led to another and apparently Jesse was talking to Marissa and Marissa was like, oh my god, I'm going on this YouTube show tomorrow called Beauty Break. And I guess Jesse, who now this is not as weird to think about because I know that you watch literally every YouTube video ever uploaded. But <laughs> apparently Jesse responded and was like, oh my god, I love Beauty Break. You're gonna hang out with Lily? And I'm then Marissa tells me all this and I'm like, what? Who? Who is this? And then I look and it's literally like I find out that she was this huge Viner, which we talked the last episode. I never was on Vine, so I have literally no clue. So I like looked up some compilations. and I was like, oh, she's funny. And then I follow her on Twitter and we just started. Oh, my God. Let me pull it up.
0: No, not our
1: not our original DMs.
0: I remember vividly I was taking a bubble bath when we were. Strange in numbers.
1: I mean, even though I do know now that you watch so much, like, I don't think we were getting that many
0: views at the time. And like, Lily, I have no recollection of any of this. And and, and therefore, I do have some concerns for my memory because I literally, I thought we just met on cheat just by happen chance. But now I vaguely remember us talking about you in the elevator of the W, me and Marissa, when we saw Justin Bieber playing at the Jazz oh
1: jazz night I went to that with her one time too
0: (laughs) yeah so I don't know it was her thing so like I went to jazz night with her and Justin Bieber just happened to show up and play the drums and that night is when we were talking about you now now it's ringing a bell but I don't remember how I even found beauty break like I don't I have no recollection of any of it this is
1: September 10th 2015 and we had tweeted something obviously so then I dm you and I said lol I love you already and then you sent back a crying emoji When Marissa told me you said you were creeping on me, I lost my fucking shit, Lily. Lost it. (laughs) Ew! And then you said, no, but really, I would love to meet you and then become best friends forever. Which, I mean,
0: uh, mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, how fucking gross. Jesse, calm down. Play cool. So (laughs) this is, I told you, uh, I was going to wait to
1: tell you today when we were discussing what we were going to talk about. But one of the things I remember from when Jesse and I first hung out, oh, wait, sorry, backtrack. Um, Coincidentally, even though the Marissa connection was why we like got introduced, the first time we met was because by some coincidence, someone had booked you And someone else to come in and be guests on Debatable, which is a show I was producing, slash on. So that was the first time we met, and ironically, it was also the first day that I met No no <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna say her name but a lot of Beep! you are gonna know who I'm talking about so that was the first time we actually met and then I went to your apartment one time like you invited me over and we just like hung out and then was we that the a- pumpkin carving I think we just like hung out before that
0: we didn't pull a Christy Carlson Romano <laughs> and just start
1: filming I don't think so maybe
0: but I-, I
1: don't know we like became friends like super fast and then I think we just also didn't have a lot of other friends so we were just yeah. like oh my god I really like hanging out with you this is so fun and then yeah. we just were together all the time and we would just get drunk on one of our couches
0: this is just a fun fact about lily lily almost never wanted to sleep over my house and anytime she did sleep over my house she like escaped at six in the morning every
1: night jesse would always tell me that she felt like that i was like a guy sneaking
0: out <laughs> literally do you know those people like well sometimes i was that person when i was like really young that they would just like have like a panic at like 3 a.m and need to call their mom and be like i'm going home like that was lily Every time That's she slept funny over my house.
1: That was absolutely not me ever. But it's that I would wake up at like 6 and then I just like would suddenly be awake and be like, uh, like I'd go back to sleep once I got home but also Jesse would sleep till like 2
0: so what? first of all I'm glad I enjoyed the fuck out of those years because I don't sleep anymore so you know what I'm glad every day I slept till like 2.
1: One of the best things was that you because you lived with your brother too but you guys were like very good at like I'm the worst because if no one else invites me to do something I'll just sit in my apartment you and your brother would like actually go do things so you'd be like hey we're gonna go to the pier today oh we're gonna go to an escape room or I pick the Theaters,
0: the like theater where we drink at where I got so drunk. She always make I almost-
1: me go to the movies. Oh my God, yeah, and you were like
0: throwing up. <laughs> okay, I used to be like a super big I pick theaters fan and I still am, I just can never go because I don't think they have one here. But you go and you sit down and a waiter comes and brings you drinks. So I would bring everyone there. I'm talking guys I was dating, friends, people who came to visit in town, my mom, anybody. And when we would get there, you would just get so drunk when you're sitting down because you're just watching the movie. It's all happening so fast. And the only time I've ever thrown up was when I went with Lily, and I just got so hammered. I went to her house and just, I couldn't stop throwing up.
1: I could not tell you one movie we saw, but we went so many times. Do you remember when we first started hanging
0: out, you were dating a doctor no 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 Eric was a doctor in training he was a medical student those are almost worse god they're like always busy that was such a tragic story do you remember that
1: I just remember that it was like the first like month we were friends and we hung out like like 50 times and I remember he would always be texting you I'd never seen him he was always busy he was always doing something and then he would always be like who is this girl you're always he was with?
0: cool and stuff he looked like joseph gordon levitt but he literally i'll never forget i said it in a vlog once but probably not that many people saw because it, it was so long ago i liked him so much i was like so like oh my god this guy's so cool and then he one night i think it was like after we were like whatever together kissing whatever and he like looked at me and was like you know i usually don't like feel this way about girls and i was just like my god like he's so in love with me and he's just like no like i don't feel like, like attached to you. what a what an awkward way to bring that up <laughs> i might have been like half naked when he told me that, and i'm just there like Oh, it was the weirdest fucking discussion ever. And it broke my heart. And then I sat, talked about it in a vlog. Oh it was my devastating. God. Um, well, sorry to bring up
1: that traumatic memory.
0: <laughs> it's quite <laughs> all right. I'm over it.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, so then I guess just over the years, Jesse was in a bunch of clever stuff, which I, I was wondering also, did we, I know we did pay you, but like, I mean, <laughs> obviously I was not deciding the rates and I was not making any money I'm either. I'm almost
0: but. positive they paid me $400 an episode. Really? Yeah. I think it was like a date. <laughs> That was like my day rate. Like if I showed up, like it would be like 400 bucks. Jessie would come and
1: she would usually show up early and stay later. (laughs) And she would literally just like sleep on the floor of my
0: office. Yeah, those were good times.
1: I mean, even towards the end, like I was still not like editing the whole video for a lot of it, but I was watching all the videos and then I would have to like go in and make changes towards the end. And my computer at work wasn't very fast. So what I would do, I only lived like a mile away, is that I would um, go in in the morning and just like roll out bed and if I was shooting I would do my makeup there so I literally didn't even get ready and I would like shuffle in and then I'd usually uh, get a bagel because we had free bagels which was clutch drink a few Dr. Peppers socialize there was a big love sack in Jocelyn and Aaron's office so I'd usually go hang out there and we'd like meet, but it was really just like catching up on what we did that weekend. And then I'd go home and edit the rest of the time.
0: I feel like obviously life looks so much different for me now. And it is different for you because like now you're home, obviously. And like, I feel like you used to be so busy all the fucking time. Like you were always doing something. It's
1: crazy because I think about that a lot. Like I'll have like old pictures pop up on my phone that I'll see. And I'm like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it while it was happening, but it was like, I think I was so overwhelmed and anxious because I was so busy and just like so like fight or flight all the time just like trying to make it to the next thing
0: like we would be at a shoot and like you looked like you were crumbling (laughs) you would be like
1: I'd be like literally go home and cry yeah but it it was because I also wasn't getting paid very much so it was like being stressed about not being able to pay bills but then also having like millions
0: of subscribers that's the thing that pissed me off the most because Lily had the ideas for all the shows that we did and she produced them and she would do a lot of the editing and she made those shows happen and then Defy would just cash in on the insane ad revenue and you didn't see any of it.
1: Well, I get that. I'm not going to be making like 500 grand a year, Yeah. but like at a certain point, especially with Beauty Break, when it really like popped off, we were getting easily a million views an episode and I'm like, that's a lot of money. And then I was editing it. So we weren't even, we'd pay camera guys, but that we'd get four episodes at a time because
0: we'd bulk shoot them all. At the very least, you deserved a raise.
1: Which I got eventually. And there finally was a point that it was okay. And then I started doing brand deals and then I was like, oh my God, this is amazing and now I'm poor again so
0: we're very full circle. The cycle of life. We've lived so many lives since knowing each other and I just find it so interesting that like people don't really know the extent of it so that's like basically our origin story and uh now we can jump into the nitty-gritty because people have been slandering my girl Lily. Did that rhyme? And it's a good segue because
1: I feel like a lot of the people maybe that are coming from your audience don't
0: know. Like, I haven't been on your channel very much. You have arguably been on my channel almost the same amount as Kathleen has been on my channel. Maybe a little less. Well, Kathleen is much more relevant
1: than I am though also. So maybe they already knew Kathleen. If you talk to
0: Kathleen, she thinks she's the most irrelevant. Like, literally anytime you talk to her, she's like, I'm a grandma. Nobody cares about me. I'm dust in the ground. I'm fucking six feet under. I'm like, Jesus, Kathleen, people still care about you. But like, literally we all think we're irrelevant. I think we're just getting old and it just hurts.
1: Yeah. Even though it's like we're kind of the first generation to get old on the internet. So it's like, there's no reason our audience that's getting older with us shouldn't still be interested. That's it's that true. Before it was only younger people really watching the internet.
0: That's true. And I get a lot of comments about like, oh, I've grown with you. Like I have yeah, kids yeah, yeah. now. I have this and that. And, and I love that. But I don't know what has, there must be something in the air. And I honestly haven't even promoted this podcast much. I always post on my Instagram story and say like, hey guys, new episode, whatever. But the people that have come here are hating on my girl Lily and we needed to talk about it. So let's do it. Again, I think a lot of people might
1: not be familiar with the fact that we are really good friends. This yep. wasn't just like a, hi, we've met a couple of times and wanted to do a podcast together. It's like, right. no, we talk all the time anyway. And we're like, might as well film it.
0: Yes, exactly. So
1: to see so many comments where it's like, This should have been Kathleen.
0: Lily should be replaced by Kathleen. Well, we'll get into the Kathleen thing in a second, but today we literally got a comment that's like, Jesse, you should do the podcast alone. Girl, that's what my YouTube channel is. Like what? We're trying to do something different here. Listen. If you don't like me, or you don't like Lily, or you don't like this format, that's fine. Like I literally saw one person that was like, I can't actually like my attention span doesn't allow me to watch podcasts, but I'm like forcing myself to watch this. Like you don't have to do that. Like absolutely not. Some people like long form content. I like short form content, like TikTok. That's what I consume most of the time. But I love like H three content too. That's like three hour podcasts, and I get why people wouldn't want to sit through that and like the lulls in it and like the pauses. Definitely and not all for stuff. everyone. No, but like to come here. Here and be like the person who you're doing the podcast with should like get out of here it's like that's not gonna happen well it, it would be like if a if a tv show
1: started and you were like mm, nope you should really recast the main character like three
0: episodes in it's like well guys it- this is mine and Lily's podcast. We decided to do it together. This wasn't like Jesse was casting a co-host. No. Like it, that's what it feels like. A lot of the Kathleen ones are like, I wish it was with Kathleen though. It's like, here's the deal, okay? This is what you sincerely need to understand. I love Kathleen to death. She's one of my really, really, really good friends and she will be forever, okay? I talk to her all the time. People are always like, do you guys still talk? Of course we talk. We literally talk today. But you guys don't understand that there is no chance that me and Kathleen will ever do a podcast And I know that that's heartbreaking but we are a disaster like the, anytime me and Kathleen has have ever actually sat down to do a video it's a miracle like we are both messes we both have so much shit going on she has a million things going on she has brands she's running me and Lily have this podcast where we both contribute we both edit we both do things to make it not such a hard thing but it's still like been a lot of work to like get this up honestly it's been more than
1: we thought it would be and I've even seen a lot of um, comments asking like not even on just this video but on my socials and stuff too. What happened to Overshare which is my podcast with Jocelyn and nothing happened (laughs) we did it for like literally I think like a hundred episodes probably at the end but um, at a certain point we couldn't dedicate the time to it and we had to pay a producer to help work on it which then made it so it's like we're not making very much money off of it. It's a big time commitment. It just wasn't realistic with both of our schedules and it, it just didn't make sense to do anymore. For the moment. Maybe we'll come back later. Jesse and I were talking and this just seemed like something that we both had the time and effort we were willing to put in and we talk about this stuff anyway and literally it was like okay well what's like a couple hours a week like that's fine and honestly we have discovered that it is much more um that goes into this I mean also it didn't help that we decided to edit us to make it look like we're in the same
0: room which has caused a lot of issues the only day that I would say we get off is like Monday because it's like the day after we post and before we film so we don't have to do anything but from Tuesday to Sunday One of us is editing, sending it back to the other person, and that person sends it back. I mean, we're literally just trying to make this happen. If I were to do a podcast with Kathleen... Love her to death. She's not gonna edit it, obviously. She's too busy and also she just doesn't edit like that. It would just be like way too much work. Not only that, it just wouldn't happen. Like by the second week, she'd be like, I'm busy, or I would say, I'm busy, and it would just be a hot mess. But you know, it happens to Kathleen too, because like anytime she does anything with any other YouTuber, she's filmed with Kendall Ray and um Rob Beauty Christie and like all of that in all the comments. It's like, I wish this was Jesse. It's like, guys, it's like what?
1: And it's not like the end of the world. It's like, okay, well, these strangers don't want to. Watching that's fine, but it's like something you're working so hard on and you're like, but it's my it's
0: you don't want me to come on my own podcast. And to do a podcast by myself, that's me just talking. Like I don't
1: want to do that. Oh my god. Well honestly, that's the one that really sent me spiraling. I don't know where the comment is, but there was one where it was saying that they didn't think they could watch it or they couldn't listen to this because of my voice. If you want to say I'm annoying, if you want to say I cut her off too much, which we'll get to that in a minute, I could take some constructive criticism. Telling me that the way I talk is your issue and that it's just like Lily's just irritating and stuff like that. I was like you're bringing back All of them, like, for example, when I first started at Clever, I was not on camera at all, and it, like, took a lot for everyone to convince me to do on-camera stuff, and I hosted a news story, and one of the top comments on this news story was, this girl's voice makes me want to headbutt a knife. Oh my god! Imagine not wanting to be on camera forever, and I've always never liked my voice, because then, even before that, in high school, one of my crushes, guy I was, like, in love with, literally told someone, ah, Lily's cute, but I, I don't know her voice just kind of bugs me first of all I don't know if I'm more mad at him or the friend that told me that I know but that's that stuck in my brain ever since and then the headbutting, the knife brought it up and then these ones were like oh no I thought we got over that my mom literally was like you could try speech class I was like <gasps> I'm not going to
0: speech class in 32 this is just how I talk there was one comment that Lily literally spiraled like she texts me the comments screenshots and then she just goes off it was the one where you she was saying like Like, Lily's so irritating, but like, I'll give her one more chance. Or something like that. And you're like, what do you mean? You're not even telling me what I need to fix. And you're saying I get one more chance. What is How am I supposed to? Oh my God. She spiraled. She's heavily
3: spiraled. I was on like,
0: that
1: one. the stakes are pretty high. If you're like, I'm going to give you one more chance. But like, you what? one more chance to do what? What do, what do I do differently? I <laughs> Honestly, I don't care if one person stops watching. Not the end of the world. But like, I feel like there's been a few that had that vibe. And I'm like, you're just going to say I'm
0: annoying. But like, maybe you'll give me another. I... What? We really do take the constructive criticism. And I've even noticed, so like, let's get into the interrupting one really quick. Because I've noticed, and I and I can tell because I know Lily. I'm like, she's trying so hard not to interrupt me. And it's like... Fuck, guys. Like, here's the thing. We're just having a discussion. Like, we're not trying to be rude to each other because I also interrupt you. And there's a delay on FaceTime. Like, there's so many things that go into why we interrupt each other. But do you want to, like, talk about the interrupting thing?
1: I think people forget, and maybe normal people aren't like this, but, like, in conversations that I have with most of my friends, it's not just, like, an equal exchange of information, like, back and forth where it's just, like, you talk, pause, you talk. Like, there is a lot of interrupting involved, but it's never meant in a way to be rude or like, no, I want to talk. I don't want to hear what you have to say. A lot of the time, I think when I'm interrupting, I don't want the person to stop talking. I'm trying to just like add some like context so then they can elaborate more on something or to like reassure that I'm... Like on the same page, like I get what they're talking about, and I feel like especially when you know someone really well, and like you know the kind of things that will like resonate with them. Especially, it comes up more that you interrupt them because you're like, "Oh, like that one time we did this," and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." But then we go back to it. On top of that, a lot of the time we do accidentally interrupt each other. We'll even sometimes mute the other person's audio so it isn't an issue. But then all the comments are like, "The audio was messed up at yeah, this part." Yeah, a lot
0: of you guys think that our audio's messed up because the other person, okay, so we'll both seemingly be talking at the same time, but one person you can hear and one person you can't. We literally have to cut our audio out and like mute each other. Like I'll mute myself or I'll mute Lily to make the other person be heard because we are interrupting each other. Like just like how we do in regular conversation. There's no audio, well, there are audio issues. Let's not pretend there are I was gonna say,
1: I mean, given the last episode, we definitely had some issues, so I'll I'll give you that. But if there's occasional moments where you see like my mouth is still moving but Jesse started talking that might just be because we wanted you to like hear it.
0: Yeah and it, and especially for the people who are just listening. I'm like I don't want them to just hear us like yelling over each other but in the moment it really just feels like we're just having a discussion and I feel like people thought that like I was getting irritated with Lily interrupting me but like I had COVID and like I literally was like dying and towards the end of our episodes I'm now just starting to feel like 100% normal. Even our last episode I was not feeling normal and I was like sweating profusely because we turned off the AC and like my face looks like someone's dying and i'm like people are gonna think and people do comment like oh my god you can just tell that was one comment remember that like you could just tell jesse's irritated with lily i get it i'm irritated with lily too i'm like i'm not well and then i'm just like do you think we would start a podcast together if we didn't like each
1: other like that used to be a thing on clever i guess which could make more sense because we were like co-workers not you and me in general people would be like oh it seems like lily's pissed at jocelyn and it's like are you kidding? The amount of like dissecting like friendship dynamics that goes on in YouTube videos. It's exhausting. We've never had a time where it's like, oh, like, and we're very honest with each other. I think if I felt like Jesse was genuinely interrupting me or vice versa, we would tell the person yeah. because afterwards we're always like, I hope I didn't say too much. I hope I didn't do this. But it's not because we thought that. It's because we're too worried that everyone else is going to start commenting that. And
0: we're just like conditioned to be like, oh, we did something wrong. But anyway, that that was a major time. Topic. And then some other comments we got last time due to our Chrissy Carlson Romano episode. We got we got some people who are disappointed in us. It's a little ironic because the night before
1: the episode went up, Jesse <laughs> texted me was like, "I feel like a lot of people are gonna give us shit for being like mean to Chrissy Carlson Romano," which. Honestly, if you look back, I don't, we weren't being, like, mean. I'm sure she's a very nice girl. We were just commenting on her content, and honestly, the worst I think we said was that you said it was cringy. But also, the reason we even had that whole discussion was because Jesse and I are
0: not the only people that uh, I don't know if this is, people are just going to be like, so everyone else is doing it, so you're okay with it? Oh my god, okay, here's the thing, and and I just want to make this known. I said, hashtag no hate to Christy Carlson Romano, okay? Okay, but that like guys we're joking funny enough after we put out that episode so many people were like oh my god yes like i have the same opinion of christy Carlson romano including my brother joey he like called me he's like oh my god like i've thought this forever and then we found a tiktok that was very funny of this girl impersonating christy Carlson romano this is how vanessa hudgens got my fabletics line
3: vanessa and i were pretty similar she's a cool girl i'm a cool girl she was in high school musical I was in Influenza, the musical. Uh, we're both Burnett. Fabletics, I was waiting for them to contact me. I looked at my email, they hadn't responded. I see Vanessa Hudgens has velour by Fabletics with Vanessa Hudgens, which I'm I'm wearing right now. Okay, so you're wearing her Fabletics line. Obviously you guys must be friends. We don't really keep in touch anymore because we've never actually met. So I will say uh, it's comfortable. Do I carry bitterness about not having my own fabletics line? Sure. Are Vanessa and I ever going to be friends? We could be. So Vanessa, if you are watching this, which I know you are, you can contact my info at chrissycarlsonromano.com and if you don't hold the camera, fucking straight. I just tripped over a rock.
0: A lot of people have that same opinion that she's like cringy. and my brother was talking to me about it yesterday and he's like, have you seen the one where she's talking about Anne Hathaway? And I was like, no. About Anne Hathaway getting her Princess Diary role? She didn't show up to the audition. She didn't audition. And then she talks about how much her and Anne Hathaway look like each other that it's like crazy. Come on, guys. That's fucking funny. And then people are like, "Oh, like I'm. You guys are bullies and whatever." And I never want to come across that way. I, we're not trying to like. She hasn't done anything to anyone that's like really horrible. No,
1: absolutely not. I think we were just talking more about the concept of her shift in content and. About the content itself, we weren't commenting on her as a person. If you want to dissect my content and go through it, that's fine. But I'm not doing cringy clickbait walk and talk videos about my past. It's the topics, the format, everything mixed
0: together. It just made for a funny. Yeah, and we it wasn't even supposed to be a topic, and we were just talking about it, guys. We're just trying to be entertaining. Like we're we're, if we just sit here and we're like, I don't know, just talking about things like, oh, did you see this? Yeah, did you see it? No, we're adding a little zigzags, little pizzazz. We're adding. Just little, giving our opinions. Yeah, we're just, we're trying to, we're trying to spice it up. Now, sometimes we might miss the If We were a little bit too mean to Chrissy Cross or Romano. Honestly, I'm sorry. Like, I have nothing against the girl at all. Like, at all, at all. But like, it was just funny to comment on. And then it turns out a lot of people have noticed the same things we've noticed. But again, we're not trying to be bullies here. You have to understand a lot of the things that we're talking about are surface level. We're not looking to get into like super deep, crazy things. I mean, sometimes we'll get into darker topics and we'll be way more serious about it if the situation like requires that. But like with situations like Chrissy Carlson or Romano, like we didn't even watch half the videos. Like we just know she walks and talks in a park and like the headlines of it. Like we were not, we,
1: <laughs> come on guys. I even saw a comment that was like, we should have done more research on the David Jeff situation because I guess there is more information out with like that David did rent the excavator and stuff. And I falsely mentioned that Jeff was from Miami. With This person that left this comment wasn't being an asshole. They were just like, I hate that I know this, but Jeff is actually from Long Island. <laughs> the point is, I think I even mentioned in one of the first episodes, or maybe the teaser, even though that doesn't have that many views, that this is not a research-based show. This is
0: a kind of reaction and commentary. Yes, but we we don't want to be irresponsible so like I said if it's a very serious situation we're gonna do our best to like treat it with respect it's not like for instance like the David and Jeff thing it's not like we went and we were like oh this is fucking funny like what I, Like we're, we're treating it like obviously it is a serious situation now the whole premise of our show was being unprepared our original idea was like I'll bring a topic that you know nothing about like the pink sauce and then you'll bring a topic that I know nothing about but we know a lot about the same things so that didn't work out but the whole premise was gonna have some element of being unprepared to make it funny. We're not trying to be mean. We're just trying to give some insight and the Christy Carlson Romano thing just felt, Yeah. And we were literally just trying to like take up time and like entertain people. And so always know that like we're really not here to shit on anybody unless they deserve to be shitted on. Like Addison Rae's dad,
1: which also actually we found out in the comments that it's her stepdad. And that makes so much more sense. So much more sense. But also so much less sense because that means that he thinks that he has access to her jet money and empire when he's just the stepdad. I mean,
0: not to discredit stepdads. I have a stepdad. Love him. But I would kill him if he ever said anything like that about my
1: my empire. And you're going to go name drop like, oh, my God, there's so many things wrong with it. But yeah, stepdad. And I feel like that makes it even worse. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. And and listen, guys, we don't want to like, I don't know, like make anyone angry.
1: Yeah, we don't want to make anyone feel bad. Speaking of feeling bad or good, one last comment that I see quite a bit, which I would like to address, is about my overall appearance. I get some that are just like, I didn't even recognize Lily, which could be harmless, like you haven't watched me in a while, that's fine. But the ones that are like, Lily, I'm concerned for you. I'm here if you need anything. Okay, I honestly, I do appreciate that that comes from a place of concern, but then also seeing the ones that are like, What happened to Lily? She looks awful. What happened to Lily's face? You guys, oh my god. First of all, I do not have an eating disorder. That is not a thing. That is part of my life. I appreciate the concern. I understand that I am maybe a little skinnier than I usually am, but honestly I have not fluctuated in weight that much in the last couple years. Also, I've said I guess this I can't get mad at people for not knowing, but also just like don't comment on it anyway. I've had a lot of skin and face issues because a lot of you may know that I've had chronic back issues for like four years now and they evolve and improve and it depends on the day but my neck will get out of place and it messes with the muscles in my like neck and my cheeks and my jaw and it makes my face like I don't even know how to describe it but it fucks with like everything on my face and it makes me look different I would even say because you might notice that I don't upload that much on my channel that is honestly one of the reasons because I'm super self-conscious
0: of it and then seeing people trying to be like I just am worried about- Fuck that. Let's just agree to not comment on people's weight. People do it to me all the time. And I just had a fucking child. A child was ripped out of my body and I've been breastfeeding for eight months and I've lost over 50 pounds. And people on TikTok are like, you're too skinny. What's going on? Are you eating? People literally ask me, are you eating?
1: I've also seen both ends of the spectrum because part of the reason I get so many weight comments is because a lot of people watch me when I was first on camera at Clever, which at the time I was working literally all day at Clever and usually late then I would go home and usually edit for Megan or someone else all I was doing was working and then while I'm at work there are snacks (laughs) and while I'm at home I'd like order a pizza or something something that was easy I was not working out at all and that's from someone that has literally worked out pretty consistently their entire life at a certain point I probably gained I would even say a maximum like 20-30 pounds from like my normal weight. But that happened to be when I was first really being introduced on camera. So then when I started working out again, it was very easy for me to lose weight because my body kind of just like went back to like, oh, We remember this. I wasn't like excessively working out. I like started going on walks and I started losing weight. But
0: I feel like everyone assumed that it was like, she just stopped eating. Do most people stay the same weight? I feel like everyone in my life fluctuates constantly. Like we're all up and down.
1: Especially like when I was first on camera, I was like, 22-ish. Right. Or like 20, like probably 24. I'm like, and I'm 32 now. So it's like my body definitely has changed a bit in just shape anyway. And then also once I started addressing my back issues and going to the chiropractor to fix my posture, that has made just the way I stand so much different. But I would get so many comments back in the day when I first started and I never struggled with like body image issues and I'm really lucky that that was never a big thing for me obviously there was things I didn't love but it was never like oh I hate looking in the mirror I'm so upset like I was never like overly confident and I was never too hard on myself but I would get so many comments of being like also it would be like sitting next to Jocelyn and Megan who were both very small but the amount of fat shaming comments are like Lily's the chest. one Lily's the fat one so I've seen both ends of the spectrum because then when I started losing weight suddenly for like a month I think I got good ones like Lily looks great then once that month window passed it was like Lily has eating disorder
0: Lily's sick Lily's unhealthy Lily looks like she's gonna die it's never enough for people and it honestly reminds me of like if any of you guys have immigrant families at all it's so common like for Cuban people to be like oh my god you're too fat what happened to you oh my god you're so skinny and they just say it to your face it's just so fucking rude and it's so normalized in our culture I have no fucking idea why the internet reminds me a lot of my family because it's like it's never good enough either you're too fat you're too skinny I used to get so many fat comments oh my god I'll never forget one comment where I did a mukbang and I was vegan at the time so I was eating a relatively like healthy vegan meal. It was like cauliflower and like whatever and someone literally was like how is it possible that you eat like this and you're still fat and I was just like oh my
1: god you fucking bastard like then I get the opposite where it's like yeah right she eats
0: in and out every day and then she looks this guy I'm like why does it matter is my question. Why do people feel like they have the right to comment on someone's weight? You have no idea how triggering that could potentially be. Guys, this is not a big podcast. You know we see these comments, right? Like we we see all of them. Okay, that was gonna be the next thing I said because even it just, I just got a ton
1: of really bad ones on my Instagram too, which that was why I was spiraling because I was getting them on the podcast and oh, the Instagram no. and I was like, oh my God, I can't post anywhere. But it was uh, people commenting as if I'm never going to see it. Like they're referring to me, but it's like the reel has like 10 comments on it. I'm like, do you really think I'm not going to see that? And they're like, ooh, Lily looks blah, blah, blah. And I commented back on it and go, why are you guys talking about me? Like this isn't my picture. Like,
0: I don't understand. I do remember one time vividly leaving a quote unquote hate comment when I was in high school on RCL Beauty 101's video.
1: Why do I feel like this is a vaguely familiar story that I've heard? Well, before? I've met
0: her actually after the fact and I never actually had this discussion with her. So like guys keep this between us, like just let's not make this a thing. And it wasn't even a horrible comment, but I did leave a comment on her video where she had put this, it was like an Olay, I want to say, or like CoverGirl primer that was like a face primer. And it's like those silicone face primers and she put it on her eyes. And I remember I commented, why are you teaching people how to do makeup if you like have no clue that that primer doesn't even go on your fucking eyes. Like, I didn't say fucking, but like I put like a smart ass comment and she did actually, I think reply like, oh, like I didn't know, whatever. Okay guys, that was my hate comment that I remember putting on the internet. You still think about it. Of course. I still think about it because I'm like she saw it and like why the fuck did I need to say that like that's not I could have been like hey girl that doesn't go on your eyes like that actually just goes on your face and you know what's really interesting Dustin Daly actually posted a video about Michaela, you know the makeup girl on TikTok that back in the day she put a bunch of hate comments on Jacqueline Hill's posts and now you see them because it's like verified and you they're like at the top where she would literally comment on like her thing saying like yikes and like shit like that to Jacqueline Hill. I don't know if I was just like on the- the
1: internet later in life so it just like wasn't a thing like maybe I would have if I had had like YouTube and stuff when I was in high school but I don't think I've ever left like a mean comment
0: I don't I mean I don't usually comment on things to be yeah well that's why I'm saying like I I can remember the one that I left because I haven't left many like I'm not a person that's ever been like oh fuck this or whatever but just think about it that your comments they live on forever and like one day you may become a YouTuber like Michaela and then your shitty comments gonna be on my Instagram at the top if you get verified so or even worse like
1: um the whole like Chrissy Teigen thing when all of her old tweets came out where she was like telling people to kill
0: themselves and I was like oh my god how could you ever have thought and that? she was famous <laughs> at the time but yeah so that is the official reacting to hate comments segment yeah,
1: i don't think we even really read any specific ones but they all had the same general sentiment yeah and we'll show them
0: but like guys come on Come on. We're trying really hard. <laughs> Literally, please feel free to leave constructive criticism. We are listening to everyone. That's the thing.
1: If you're like, oh, I prefer multiple topics as opposed to one or like, I didn't like how you
0: guys talked about this in this And you way. don't have to put it in a compliment sandwich. A lot of people only want criticism if it's like compliment sandwich. Like, just let us know what you think, the good, the bad, whatever. But like, maybe don't just be like, your existence is irritating. <laughs> (laughs) especially if you're a fan of mine and you're someone that's coming here to see me and then you're just like oh i love you jesse but like lily you're so irritating like that also hurts me like she is my friend and i care about her and like when she texts me at like three in the morning reading those comments i know it's hurting her and i'm like what the fuck like i i feel sad that like i brought people that are saying that to you so like guys let's just let's just be kind okay like harry styles to be fair it hasn't (laughs) been It hasn't been like
1: an overwhelming amount. Guys, we're just sensitive. <laughs> yeah, we are. Literally, she texts me yesterday. She goes, oh my God, everyone hates us about what we said about Christy. And I looked and I go... Jesse, there's one comment and it's
0: not even very bad. She goes, I know, I've just said I felt my entire world crumbling. I was telling Nassim, I'm like, people think we're mean. Like, people think we're bullies. And it's just the, like the nature of the show. Like, I was literally rambling to him about it. He's like, it's fine. Like, you're fine. I think that's it. Or should we talk about what we were going to talk about?
1: I feel like we have to give them, this is an internet drama show. We need to give them a little bit more internet drama.
0: So, okay, we'll talk about this. But listen, we're going to make this lickety split because we can't be talking about these people every episode, okay? That's the one. Thing is, like, my first response to Jesse
1: texting me this topic was, One, do people care about the one she told me about? And then I had a follow up, and then I was like, Are we talking about the Ace family too much? Yes, we are,
0: but they do a lot of they things, they do a lot of things. And guys, let's just make this legacy split number one, do we know them? Nah, never. It's funny because I like, definitely not. Who are
1: they? Do they have, like, influencer friends? Yeah, Addison Rae's stepdad.
0: This topic is not, it's not even, like, a shocking thing, whatever. But basically, Austin McBroom had to cancel hashtag, or not hashtag. He What is that called? Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Jesus. Austin McBroom had to, quote, unquote, postpone his fight. Basically, his opponent, Gibbs, who, number one, who is Gibbs? Question mark? I think it's just Gibbs, singular. Oh, it's just Gibba, not gibbs
1: yeah, I could be wrong. I did not research this topic. But um no, I, I'm not sure. I was gonna guess maybe he's in FaZe clan or something, but I think then he would have they would be FaZe Gibb. Apparently he's someone that Austin felt like was enough of a big name to pull some numbers for this fight, which I'm so confused. Who wants to see Austin fight? Like, I feel like
0: the Bryce Hall one. Yeah, we just wanted to watch Bryce Hall get fucked up.
1: Exactly. I feel like the pull there was like, everyone just wants to see Bryce Hall get knocked out. They didn't really care about what Austin was doing. I just
0: feel like the way Austin talks about these fights, I'm like, who do you think you are? So essentially what happened is that they want to have it be a professional fight. And when you want it to be like, Marked as like a professional fight or like considered a professional fight. I don't know how any of this shit works. Okay. But when you want that, you have to meet certain like medical milestones or whatever. And apparently this kid didn't. And so now he's in LA and has like three months to meet the requirements. I don't even know what the fuck. So that's what I'm confused. What, what are these medical requirements? I don't fucking know. You got to punch real fast. You got to breathe real fast. I don't fucking know. Like literally who cares? Well, that's
1: I feel like I saw something about Um, like I think he was saying he had to do another physical or something. And I'm like, what are you
0: going to space?
1: He has to get all the vaccines. They're <laughs> no, like, I don't, I don't know. But he came to LA and then was like getting more stuff done. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Austin's talking about this. Like it's like the pay-per-view event of the year when i'm like where is this event like who's watching and
0: remember from ace fest one of the things the perks that you get with your million dollar ticket is that not only do you get to go to the event but you get to get the pay-per-view like ticket to watch awesome brooms fight so what would normally be like 45 bucks or something like usually is now you can watch the fight of course unless the fight doesn't happen because then in reality you got scammed well listen my conclusion is, who cares? <laughs> she texted it to me. I go, does anyone care? No. But then when she brought up Austin, I was like,
1: well, we don't really care about that, but we can mention it because then we could also mention what his wife is up to. Because I've been seeing her in the news, <laughs> the T-Channel headlines. Um, apparently she has a Snapchat, which I wasn't aware people really still use Snapchat. I have not opened mine in quite some time. Not to shame anyone that does. I'm actually just curious, like the, in the comments, do you have... Snapchat still slash use it. Apparently Catherine McBroom does. And apparently she's very vocal on it, period. Like she does a lot of like answering fan questions and she just like talks a lot. She's been very vocal about her ongoing experience, uh, experimenting with shrooms. Some interesting stuff on there. I'll say firsthand that I have dabbled in microdosing. I have, um, I've been using these gummies that um, it's a brand. I don't think it's technically legal in California yet so I don't know if you can really get them but um I've been having these gummies and the idea behind microdosing shrooms it's gotten really popular lately because it's supposed to help with anxiety and depression and stuff and like a mood booster helps you focus so I was like all of that sounds great absolutely so I've tried them for I think the first time I tried it was like last year and I'll do it once in a while I think the first time I tried it for the first month I noticed a bit of a difference but now I wouldn't not recommend them, but I wouldn't be like, this is the best thing that's ever existed. But also, if I post about them on my story, that's going to my audience where the younger end of it is still in their 20s. Like, they're, like, in college or just out of college is around the age range. Katherine McBroom has, like, children that follow
0: her. Here's the thing, because, like, Miley Cyrus, for instance, okay, how hard did she have to work to not only like break free of that mold of like only kids follow me or whatever, but like literally her fan base like grew up and then she got to do whatever she does now, which love Miley by the way, no Miley hate, hashtag. Katherine, you don't get to have a family channel that's catered towards like families and children actively, like you're still doing that content, which gravitates towards children and families and whatever, and then want to have your Miley Cyrus breaking free from Hannah Montana moment where you're talking about microdosing on your Instagram or your Snapchat or whatever. Unfortunately, as influencers in our name, we have influence and we are responsible for the things that we put out there. And unfortunately for you, you're putting things out there towards kids. And you can't be talking about microdosing to children. Well, and also because a lot of what I was reading didn't feel like how I
1: feel like microdosing is. Like what she was describing wasn't microdosing. It was just actually shrooming, which I've honestly only done. I wouldn't even really say once because I was trying to microdose, but it was with actual shrooms and I took too much and you just, it just dosed I forgot I had taken it and I tried to take a nap and when I woke up the blankets were like moving oh and God. I it was a lot going on it was overwhelming
0: I don't want to like out my brother Joey but like Joey did shrooms one time when we were like in high school and he called me and like left the voicemail on I slept over my grandma's house I was like I want no part of this because I've always been scared that it'll make me like go insane because I have so many like mental issues and so I just left but he left me a voicemail him and his friends that he did it with were all losing their mind and he thought the like magazine of oprah like o magazine was like talking to him and it was just a mess i'm not interested in that
1: well and so here's the thing it's like there's a huge difference between taking shrooms and microdosing when you microdose you aren't supposed it's i think i've even explained it to jesse before is it's Far less like an additional feeling. Like when you're drunk, it's like you feel kind of out of it, or you feel like warm, or it's not the additional feeling. It's like the absence of being sad or stressed. Interesting. Like you don't feel like anything extra. You just don't feel as. So you're not supposed to feel high at all. No, that's not the point
0: of microdosing at all. But Catherine kind of talks about it like she's high. Also, can we talk about how Catherine is in her in her era? That reminds me in high school I discovered the secret and I was like oh my god I could think of a bird feather and it's gonna show up on my lawn like that is mental illness okay
1: it's not well so that's the thing is she also this isn't the she's been like I guess on a very um natural health kick for a while and I guess she's kind of I don't know if she's actually said it but I think she's anti-vax 100 percent <laughs> she doesn't have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, here's one where it's a graphic saying the, the one you're looking for is you. And it's like a figure looking in. Okay. I can get down with that. And then she said, everyone is afraid of themselves. The most exhilarating thing a human can do is dive within. Surrender. That's fine. Sure. Things escalate. Someone goes, I'm tripping currently. You would never say tripping in association with microdosing because you aren't tripping. You're just like microdosing. (laughs) But someone goes, I'm tripping currently. Thank you for all the love you put out. And she goes, no, thank you. (laughs) Then someone goes, I've been so scared to reach out while I trip I felt as though no one could understand the depth of my emotion you make me feel safe and you remind me that I am always safe because I have myself I am an abundance of love and acceptance I am me and I am you I am everything and she goes yes I am you and you are me I wish the world knew this I love you raising earth's vibration by just being here this next one is I took and then they cross out but it's shrooms I assume for the first time Friday and it was eye opening this is absolutely true all your answers are within you and she goes yes medicine the real medicine and with shroom emojis also microdosing is important make sure to always open and close ceremony space and ground after just a reminder she even at one point someone was like
0: uh you're promoting mushrooms and she was like i'm not promoting it i'm just sharing my truth there's a reason that brands come to us as influencers and say hey i'll give you this much money if you just post about this thing because everything you post on your like Instagram or anywhere is a promotion. Like that is how this industry works. If I talk about how I ate Steak and Shake that day, I am promoting Steak and Shake, even if Steak and Shake didn't pay me, which I did eat Steak and Shake today that that's besides the point. Well, and again, like
1: I have promoted, I haven't gone into depth on like how to use it. (laughs) And like, I haven't given instructions, but I promoted a product of microdosing.
0: My question is if someone went to you and said, Hey Lily, I'm tripping balls. Thank you so much for the info on mushrooms. I'm pretty sure you'd be like, wait, you're not supposed to feel like you're tripping. So that's the thing. I'm like,
1: is she basically being like in that last one was like microdosing is important too.
0: Is she saying, like, in addition to actually just tripping on mushrooms? She should feel concerned that people are telling her so often that they're tripping. You shouldn't feel like you're tripping. Without one, especially without knowing
1: how old they are. And again, I don't believe, like, yes, I'm sure there's some exceptions. I don't believe I have a bunch of 15-year-old fans even. Her fans, aren't they, like, 12? Honestly, we could be wrong. And maybe her Snapchat demo is different. And if so, I take it back. But it just feels very irresponsible when you are a family channel to be... Not just promoting, like, microdosing in a way that's, like, it's not even legal yet. I don't know. I I feel like a hypocrite because I literally just posted about my gummies. Not Lily
0: also promoting microdosing?
1: Yes, but at the same time, it's, like, not in the same, like, like, in this one, uh, someone goes, have you tried mushrooms before? What was your experience? She goes, of course. My first time was in 2013. The something, I don't know what's crossed out told me to move to Los Angeles and I did a couple months later. Who told her? What does that say? I think it says the mushrooms told me to move to Los Angeles and I did a couple months later. Mushrooms are a tool to help you
0: gain access to information you already have stored in your pineal gland. Yeah, yeah, we, we can't do that, girl. My brother saw Oprah talking to him on a magazine all right like we cannot be promoting this like okay if you want to try it I'm not saying that you shouldn't or you should or whatever the point is that as an influencer I would be terrified for anyone to want to like trip balls or like get some sort of awakening because of me off of mushrooms
1: here's the thing someone goes are you promoting the magic mushrooms online just curious because it's not what I expected from you being a fan and she goes promoting isn't the correct word more like being vulnerable and sharing what I know is to be truth something most of the world is lacking in today's time most people are promoting hate speech she also puts promoting in quotes hate speech bullying violence lab created medicine liquor etc all things that are truly poison most people are conditioned by the matrix It's time to, what the fuck does that even mean?
0: Lab created medicine like saves fucking lives. And I have a severe, severe issue. And I also know people personally in my life who should and have been on medication for mental health and now do not believe in it because of this fucking bullshit rhetoric that is circling the internet and they are suffering because of it. And they literally think that lab created medicine is bullshit. Lab created medicine literally saved my life. And I just have an issue with people who talk like this about especially mental health issues so many of them believe that like we can cure that on our own by drinking the fucking teas and just praying and meditating i have done so many things to try to help myself and none of them fucking work spoiler alert i was still depressed and anxious and need medication
1: well so there's a book that i read when um my back issues started getting like really bad and i like couldn't do anything what is it called this one was called, I want to say The Mind-Body Connection. So this one was, it's his name is John E. Sarno and he's written a few books and I read it and a lot of it hits home and like, I would be like crying when I would read certain stuff because it felt like oh my god, th- this is exactly how I feel. And I saw um, my friend Kelsey Dara just had posted on uh, Twitter and she has a bunch of horrible chronic pain issues. So we've discussed at length over the years and she's she's writing a book about it right now. But she was asking people on their opinions about him and then another doctor and I clicked it because I was curious because I had read that book and it some of it resonates but then some of it it's like it kind of makes it feel like it's all in your head and it's kind of all your fault if you're in pain and that you can kind of like positively think your way out of it and it doesn't say it like that and it's not supposed to be like you just wake up one day and think positive and you're fine but I think it discredits a lot of like when there are actual issues that need to be addressed like your stress and your built up trauma and tension and stuff that could make it worse. But there might still be things you need to address like mechanically with your body or if there's an autoimmune disease. I get that the pharmaceutical industry is completely fucked and there's definitely a lot of things wrong. And especially with overprescribing of mental health pills, I think a lot of the time when it's not like antidepressants, it's like giving out Xanax or giving out Adderall and stuff. I agree. Those have gotten to be issues at certain points
0: but to just discredit all of it there's nothing wrong with trying anything for your mental health or for your own health they're like that's not the issue also if it works for you
1: like a lot of the times it even could be like oh well that isn't actually proven to
0: work but if it's working as a placebo effect and your brain is taking it and it's working yeah i've tried all of the like supplements and stuff like the 5-htps and the um you know all of those things that are supposed to help with depression and stuff and i was like if it helps me like Great, it didn't. And the issue that I have with mental health and trying to use alternative medicines, which is fine if it works for you, is that it's a really dangerous game to play. Like it just is. And I don't know if you know Dre McRae, like the whole thing happening with her husband in a coma right now. There's this girl, super spark notes. I'm not going to get into it. Maybe we'll get into it in a future episode. But essentially, she is an mlmmer She was like a paparazzi, like jewelry seller, whatever. And she goes on Facebook Live all the time. She started getting really into like alternative medicine, talking just like this. I am you, you are me, whatever blah 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 and taking um it starts with a k it's like a medicinal thing that has like opiate no it's not ketamine it's like a plant thing fuck I can't think of the name but it has like opiate properties and like her and her husband were taking it whatever and her husband basically like dwindled away where he like lost a bunch of weight and it was like super disturbing to see like the progression of it on live and he ended up like trying to unalive himself and she like found him and now he's like in a coma and it's super depressing and crazy but my I I say all of that to just say like it is dangerous to play these games
1: and especially also with stuff like I mean shrooms I mean eh, that's I've, I've watched true crime stuff where literally people murdered people because they were tripping
0: on shrooms and thought that it was the demon or something that youtuber Vitaly he was on a bunch of shrooms and he beat the shit out of a woman oh he jumped yeah. he hid into in bushes and jumped out and beat the shit out of a woman just running so clearly shrooms like that's not something to just be like
1: oh like for the most part i think if you do it in a controlled environment then it can be harmless But it's not all kumbaya like
0: this can be dangerous and that needs to be discussed
1: there's exceptions yeah um and there's also crap i don't remember his name he was the fitness youtuber and he started taking ayahuasca all the time Hmm. he went from doing literally like his videos were like going out and picking up girls by taking his shirt off because he was like super super ripped but then suddenly started t- he took i do you know what ayahuasca is yeah so he took that once if anyone watching it's like a It's a plant. You do it in like other countries because it's definitely not legal. It brings you on this very deep emotional journey where you're kind of like in a lucid dream state where you can like revisit your childhood. It's People do it a lot to recover from like heroin addicts might do it. And they literally will be able to stop after without withdrawal symptoms because it helps like reset receptors in your brain. So it's a very powerful and potentially life-changing In a positive way drug that people and plant drug that people can do but when not done in the proper setting and correctly there's this guy and crap i don't have any clue what his name was he went on this very public spiral where he kept uploading videos and he turned into like thinking he was god he started like drinking his own pee he um ended up posting all of his bank accounts online and like people drained his account like a random girl went to go help him and it looked like he was living like a hoarder like and he just had tons of ayahuasca and he was doing it multiple times a day you guys if you don't know this is not like smoking a bowl in the morning like this is something that people go and it's like a very like like, intense rigor like it's not something you just like do every day it's like people do it once in their entire life and he made it like a daily thing and he ended up like he ended up going to a mental hospital and stuff and I think he's doing okay now but it's just an example of like you don't know what these drugs are doing to you also so you can't put all of your faith in it just because
0: it made you think a certain way. Well, and even if it works for you, that's great, but there's a lot of people that unfortunately have addictive personalities and do things like that and take something completely that's not meant to be used that way and it becomes that for them. So. You don't ever as an influencer want to be responsible for that happening with someone else, especially when the demographic is likely very young. But that's besides the point. Like, I think in general, if you're talking or promoting or being like, oh, yeah, like tripping balls, like the yes, I am you, you are me. Like, it's like, no, we should not be promoting people tripping balls. That's what I think is crazy, because it's like,
1: I'm not going to sit here and be like, I've never done a drug in my life. I went to Arizona State. I had a good time. I tried some stuff, but I'm not out here telling you to go do it and like giving you a step-by-step. Step. Like, I think it's so odd that then like she's kind of playing it off like a microdosing thing when that's not even what she's talking about, clearly.
0: Well, we went on for a lot longer than I would like About the Ace family. I'll say that much.
1: All right. Well, that's, uh,
0: I think that's it for this episode. I literally, I keep checking to see if I have like boob sweat or something. No, no, I'm profusely sweating. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. I know, again, it was a little different, but um, hope you guys enjoyed it. It is what it is. You get what you get and you don't get upset.
1: Honestly, it's going to be it'll vary week to week. But um thank you so much. Uh, we also thank you guys. We hit 10,000 subscribers, which Oh
0: my god, I know we should have said that in the beginning. Fuck. Honestly, thank you guys so much for supporting it, watching and uh, for those of you that like it and like us,
1: we appreciate you very much. If you would prefer it just be Jessie, I'm sorry. I understand, but um I'm going to have to direct you to her channel because I need to be doing this podcast as well. <laughs> and again, if you guys saw this somehow on TikTok tell us where and how we want to know watches it's just like a compilation of like us being mean to cuz.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and uh yeah we'll see you next week next Sunday oh my god we're so consistent i love it love that for us okay bye, bye guys <laughs>